Hello, everybody. You know what they say. They say the third time is the charm, and we're going to believe God that this time everything's going to go smoothly. If you've been trying to watch me tonight, I have attempted to go live three times, and so far we've had some technical difficulties, so we want to apologize to you guys. Matthew Chapman here from Matthew Chapman Ministries. I don't know if you guys watched me last week, but on last week I had technical difficulties, and what I ended up doing was I have I purchased a new phone. And so when you get new equipment, sometimes you got to get the kinks out, and that's what's been going on tonight. So we want to apologize to everybody who's been like, yo, Matt, what is going on? You know, this is like the third time you tried to go on. You know, we attempted to go via the ministry page, and it didn't work out that way. So right now, this is actually my second attempt to go on my personal page. So we appreciate everybody's patience. We appreciate those of you guys for sticking with me and, and still you know, watching me and things of that nature. We want to thank everybody who's joining me via Facebook Live. And for those of you guys who will be joining me later on via the podcast, SoundCloud, I want to thank everyone for your support. I want to thank everybody for liking the, the ministry page, for liking my personal page and the, and the things I've been putting up there, the videos. Um, I want to thank everyone who's been visiting my website, www.matthewchapmanministries.org. Uh, it's just been a blessing to hear people come or for people to come up to me and, and, and tell me how things look good and how they are appreciating, they are appreciating hearing me on the radio and, and, and just the things I've been posting on the page. So I just want to thank everybody for their support. Tonight I got a good message for you tonight. I believe it's inspired by the word of God. And we're going to talk about the fact that if Jesus was unstoppable, guess what? So are you. And what we're going to do is we're going to actually start with 1 John 4, 4. And 1 John 4, 4 says this, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And then in verse 17, it says this, It says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Now notice that, as he is right now, as Jesus is right now, where is Jesus right now? Well, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Jesus has conquered death. Jesus has conquered hell. Jesus has conquered the grave. And the Bible says that as Jesus currently is, so are we. And so what that lets me know is there is nothing in this world that can stop me. There's not a human being that can stop me. There's not a devil that can stop me. There's not a demon that can stop me. There's not a circumstance that can stop me. There's not a situation that can stop me. There's not a system that can stop me. There is nothing in this world that can stop me because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That is great news, my friend, because in the world we're living in, People are afraid of what's going to happen tomorrow. People are worried about whether or not we're going to go to war in North Korea. People are concerned about the economy. People are concerned about so many things. But you know what, my friend? We don't have to worry about anything. It reminds me of that old school song. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. But you know what? The Bible says in Philippians, I, I believe it's around the second chapter, it talks about how Jesus emptied himself in the Amplified. It talks about how Jesus emptied himself of everything that made him God. When Jesus was on this earth, Jesus was a man. 
Jesus walked like a man. He, he experienced the things that we experienced. And so therefore, the Bible talks about how he was a man. And then he was when he was baptized by John the Baptist, the Bible says the spirit of God descended on him. And the Bible says that then he was filled with the Holy Ghost or he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And when he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he was basically a man with the Holy Ghost on the inside of him. But you know what? Jesus performed so many miracles. Do you know that nobody could kill Jesus? The Bible says, and I wrote the scripture down. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, the Bible talks about how Jesus said, no man can take my life. I choose to lay my life down. And I'm telling you the same thing. Nobody can take your life. Nobody can just murder you. Nobody can just steal from you. Nobody can just kill from you. They couldn't kill Jesus. They couldn't steal from Jesus. You know, the Bible talks about in Luke chapter 4 how Jesus gave his first uh, his first speech. And speech ain't the right word. It was his first ministry. It was his first time ministering, rather. That's the right word. He was the first time he actually ministered. And as he ministered in that temple, his first sermon, as he was delivering his first sermon, you know what they said? They said, what is this man saying? And they tried to take him off a cliff and push him off a cliff. Now you think about that. Your first sermon. It's one thing for somebody to say, you know, it ain't that good. It's one thing for somebody to criticize you and laugh at you, but they thought so poorly of his sermon that they tried to push him off the cliff. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says he just walked through the midst of them. They could not kill Jesus. Jesus said, no man could take my life. You know what the Bible also says? That when they arrested him, and, 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 and I forgot who it was. I'm not sure if it was Peter or Pilate. I believe it was Peter. But, but, but Jesus said, man, don't you know that I can send, I can call forth now and my father will send me 12 legions of angels? Do you know I am allowing this to happen? Do you know that God is allowing this to happen? You know, I, I willingly accept this. Do you know the Bible talks about how when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying and he said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. See, Jesus knew why he came. And but while he was here, there was nothing that could stop him. If Jesus if Jesus needed to travel somewhere and a boat wasn't available, he walked on water. If Jesus needed to feed 15, 20,000 people and all he had was a couple of fish and a couple of uh, loaves of bread, guess what he did? He fed the 5,000 with it. He fed the 10,000, 15, 20,000. We're not really sure because the Bible says it was 5,000 men and plus the women and the children. But notice, 5,000 men. And then you got to keep in mind the women and the children. There was nothing that could stop Jesus. There was no circumstance that could stop Jesus. Nothing in this world could stop Jesus. And then the Bible says that as Jesus currently is, so are we. Now you think about that. If nothing could stop Jesus while he was on the earth, and he's already defeated hell, he's already defeated the grave, he's already overcome death, he has the keys of hell and death, he has all power. The Bible says that in Matthew 28, he told his disciples, all power has been given unto me and he's given it to us. The Bible says he's been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And then in Ephesians chapter two, it says that he's raised us up and seated us together with him. The Bible says in first Corinthians chapter three, all things are yours. All things are yours. All things. So if all things are yours, then hey, what can stop you? Nothing can stop you. And that's what I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what you face in this world. If you're trying, if you're facing lack, if you're if you're facing shortage, if you're facing threats, if somebody's threatening to fire you, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. The Bible talks about how one time Jesus was out ministering, and the disciples said, "Hey, man, you better be careful, Jesus, because they're looking for you." And he said, "Hey, you go tell Pilate. 
You go tell that fox that I said. You go tell that fox. Jesus wasn't scared of nobody. Jesus wasn't scared of anybody. There was nothing that 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 uh that would cause Jesus to be in fear. The Bible will talk about how he would lay hands on all the sick. And do you think that Satan wouldn't approach him and say, hey, Hey, Jesus, you know, that's leprosy, right? You know, leprosy is contagious. You know, this disease could be contagious. Hey, Jesus, you know, I wouldn't lay my hands on that person. I, hey, Jesus, I wouldn't go to this place where all these sick people are because what if you get sick? Jesus wasn't afraid of sickness. And so if Jesus wasn't afraid of sickness, why should you be? If Jesus wasn't afraid of death, why should you be? There is nothing in this world that can stop you. You know, the Bible says in, in Romans chapter 8, right around the 31st verse, it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? If the Lord is for you, who can be against you? Now you think about that. Nobody can stop God. Nobody in their right mind, even the atheists, if they truly believe in God, they will tell you that, you know what? Nobody can stop God. If God existed, nobody could stop him. But guess what? God does exist, my friend. And not only does he exist, but we all know that nothing can stop God. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about how in Revelation, you know, it, it talks about how um, Satan, Lucifer, and his angels, one third of the angels, tried to overtake heaven. And the Bible talks about in Luke, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw it happen. Jesus was saying, I saw Satan try, but you know what? Nothing happened. Satan couldn't overtake God. And guess what? God is on the inside of you because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If God is on the inside of me and Satan can't stop God, then guess what? Satan can't stop me. And so the reason why people are losing and failing in life because they're not God inside minded. They don't realize that the greater one is on the inside of them. Wisdom is on the inside of you. The wisdom of God is on the inside of you. There is no problem that God can't solve. And so if there's no problem that God can't solve, guess what? There's no problem that you can't solve. There's nothing in this world that is out of your control because the greater one is on the inside of you. So many times, and so many men of God have said this, we, we, when we think of praying to God, we always look up to heaven. But you know, when it comes to praying to God, you don't have to look up to heaven. All you got to do is look on the inside of you. God is just, God is right in here. The spirit of God is right here on the inside of me. So when I'm praying to God, I know he hears me because he's right here. So let's become God inside minded. Now, I want you to think about some of the characters in the Bible. I want you to think about Daniel. I want you to think about the fact that they told Daniel that you cannot pray to any other God. And Daniel said, you know what? Watch this. Daniel opened up his window like he always did. And he prayed before God. You want to know why? Because he knew God was on his side. He knew God would protect him. He had a relationship with God. So because he knew that God would protect him because of his relationship with God, he opened up his windows like normal. And you know what they did? They tried to throw him in the lion's den. And when they threw him in the lion's den, the king was nervous for Daniel because the king knew that Daniel was a good man. The king knew that Daniel was an upright man. The Bible talks about how Daniel walked in excellence. And even though he knew all the stuff about Daniel, he had to throw him in the lion's den because he had already put his word out that if anybody asked anything of anybody other than the king, then he would have to be thrown into the lion's den. But you know what happened, my friend? God came through for Daniel. 
God can't do for Daniel. And you know what? It appeared as if it was an impossible looking situation. It appeared as if, you know what, it's over for you, Daniel. And for a lot of you guys that's watching me right now, it may appear as if it's over. It may appear as if your back is against the wall and there's nothing that can help you. But you know what? You got to be like Moses. You know, when Moses was approaching that Red Sea and he had the chariots behind him and he had Pharaoh's army behind him, you know what he did? He, God said, move forward. You use that rod in your hand, you press it forward, and you go for it. And you know what he did, my friend? He went forward, and as he moved, God caused a miracle to happen. God caused the Red Sea to be parted. And I'm telling you, when you move in faith, when you're not moved by what you see, God's going to part those waters for you. God's going to go before you, and God is going to make crooked places, street, crooked places straight. But we got to know that God's going to do it for us. There's nothing too hard for God. And you know what? If God be for us, who can be against us? You are unstoppable, my friend. You, you don't have to worry about dying early. You don't have to worry about dying prematurely. The Bible says with long life, he will satisfy you and he will show you his salvation. So there's nothing to be afraid of. The Bible says, my God shall supply all of our needs, all of your needs, all of my needs. The Lord will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. His riches, not according to your job. Not according to a check you receive every few weeks or however many times you receive it. Our needs are met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So you know what, my friend? We have to realize that we are unstoppable. You know, you think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king said, hey, when you hear the music, you better bow and you better worship that image. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were brought before the king, they said, hey, you know what, king? We don't, even have to, we don't even have to talk about the matter. If you throw us in there, our God is going to deliver us. If you don't, we ain't worshiping. So you might as well throw us in there. You know what the, the, the Bible says? The Bible says the king got so upset, he said, heat the furnace seven times hotter. And the Bible talks about the very men that were taking Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to that fiery furnace, they burnt up as they were going towards the furnace. And so finally, when they were able to get those three men in that fiery furnace, the king sat there for a little bit and he got up and he said, wait a minute, did we throw in three? I see four. You know what happened? God was in the fire with them and God delivered them. Let me tell you something, my friend. God is in the fire with you right now. Right now, it seems like you're by yourself. Right now, it seems like it's hopeless. Right now, it seems like there's no way out. It seems like, you know, nobody can rescue you from the situation. It seems like you'll never get out of debt. It seems like you're going to always live in that house. It seems like you're going to always drive that car. It seems like you're going to always continue to make the same amount of money every two weeks like you've been doing. But I'm going to tell you something. God is in the fire with you. And if you will trust him, if you will put your trust in God, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if you put your trust in God, like Daniel did, if you will put your trust in God, God is going to show up. Not only is God going to show up, he's already there because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I just want you to understand that Jesus is on the inside by the spirit of God. He's on the inside of you. See, God hears that negative report. God sees how your children are acting. God sees how they're doing you on the job. God sees how your spouse is treating you. God is seeing all the stuff that you're dealing with. He's touched with the feelings of your infirmity. He knows what's going on. Our job is to trust God. Our God, our job is to know that you know what? It doesn't matter what it looks like because the things that are seen are temporary. 
that that situation you're facing right now is temporary. If you can see it with your physical eyes, it's temporary, ladies and gentlemen. It is a temporary situation because the Bible says if you can see it, it is subject to change. So that 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 if your marriage is, is, is a little rocky right now, it's subject to change. If your spouse ain't acting right, it's subject to change. If your children ain't acting right, it's subject to change. If the bills seem like they just keep piling up and piling up, it's subject to change. If you can see it with your eyes, it is subject to change. You know what the Bible says in 1 John 5, verse 4 and 5? It says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And whenever I read that scripture, I like to say, and everything that's in it. So whatsoever is born of God overcome the world and everything that's in it. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world, but he that believes that Jesus is the son of God. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, if Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you and you've accepted him as your Lord and as your savior, guess what? You are an overcomer. God has placed his faith on the inside of you and that faith can grow, that faith can develop, that faith can get bigger and bigger. Your capacity for believing God can become more and more. There is nothing too hard for God and you know what? If there's nothing too hard for God, there's nothing too hard for you. Because the same God in which there's nothing too hard for, he lives on the inside of you. He has placed his faith on the inside of you. He has given you his name. He has given you his blood. He has given you his word. He has given you his kingdom. He has given you his angels. What else does he have to give you? What else does God have to do? He has taken his mighty Holy Spirit and placed it on the inside of you. And if you're filled with the Holy Spirit of God, he has given you a prayer language. He's given you a prayer language. He's given you his word. He's given you his angels. I mean, what else is there? You can't lose. The Bible says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. He didn't say sometimes causes you to triumph. He didn't say cause you to triumph every now and then. He says, God always causes you to triumph. It doesn't matter what the, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what it looks like. There was a, a fight that took place a couple of days ago. It was Klitschko and I forgot the other guy's name. Please forgive me. But, but the other guy knocked Klitschko out. But you know what? He didn't knock Klitschko out until the 11th round. That meant he had to fight him in the first round, second round, third round, third round. He had to fight him at least 10 rounds. But then in that 11th round, guess what happened? He knocked him out. And the thing about it, I didn't see the highlight, but you know what? I heard the commentary say that the guy who eventually won the fight, he was knocked down at one point. So you know what? You might find yourself down on the canvas, but you know what? You're not a loser if you, if, if you get up. See, anybody can get knocked down. The question is, can you get up? See, we all get knocked down in life. The Bible says a just man may fall seven times, but he gets up every single time. The devil should get tired of seeing you get up. The devil should get tired of hearing you praising God. The devil should get tired of you hearing you confess the word of God. The devil should get tired of you watching you read your Bible. And he's saying, look at what I'm doing. I'm stirring up all this trouble and he will stop praising God. He refuses to stop praising God. He will continue to confess the word of God. As a matter of fact, he's confessed the word of God more than what he was doing before I attacked him. See, we got to show the devil that we are built to outlast him. See, the Bible says, having done all to stand, we stand. 
See, it doesn't matter how long you might be experiencing that pain in your body. It doesn't matter how long you've been on that job. It doesn't matter how long you've been driving that car. It doesn't matter how long you've been staying in that house. It doesn't matter how long your spouse been acting up. It doesn't matter how long your children been acting up. It doesn't matter how long you've been dealing with any situation. It's just a matter of time before God's about to turn that thing around. And see, a lot of times you can't see it turning around. You don't see God moving behind the scenes, but God is moving behind the scenes, my friend. And God is turning that negative situation around. You are unstoppable. Sometimes, you know, I, I teach U.S. history and I teach world history. And, you know, and, and there's been so many battles that's been fought over time and so many wars have been fought. You know, World War One, World War Two. You had the Civil War that took place in the United States. But you know what? Sometimes in, during those wars, you know, uh, we'll look at the Civil War, for example. Early on, the North, they were losing. They lost several battles. They lost many battles. And matter of fact, there was talk right around Lincoln's re-election. They were like, you know what? If, if we don't win this next battle, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if we should elect Lincoln or not. It might be best just to let the South go. But it wasn't until after we won this battle. I believe it was a battle in Atlanta, I believe. Near that area, I could be wrong. I, I, I didn't really get a chance to read a bundle before I went online. But, but once we started winning some more battles and we just kept on fighting, we ended up winning the war. The North ended up defeating the South. Why? Because they just kept fighting. And sometimes in life, you don't want to keep fighting. But you know what? You just keep fighting and you just keep fighting and you just keep fighting. And sometimes you got to wipe the blood off your, your mouth, wipe the blood off your, off your nose. Sometimes you got to lick your wounds. But you know what? After you lick your wounds, you got to get back up. And sometimes during a fight, you know, the bell will ring and you sit in your corner and you're listening. You're getting instructions from your trainer. He's wiping your nose. He's, he's getting the blood off your forehead. And he's, he's, he's trying to nurse you for the little bit of time that he has. But guess what? After about a minute and a half, you got to get back up. You got to fight. You're going to win in this life, my friend. You got to fight. And you know what the good thing about the fight is? It's a, it's a fixed fight because we win. It doesn't matter how long we got to fight. We know that with God on our side, we're going to win. And the last thing I want to wrap up with, because I don't want to talk, about, talk to you too much longer, but in Joshua chapter 10, it talks about how Joshua was fighting the Gibeonites. And, and as he was fighting, you know, the Bible says that God started hurling hailstones out of the sky. And the Bible says, and this is this is found in Joshua chapter 10, the Bible talks about how eventually Joshua and the Israelites, they won the battle. But you know what ended up happening? The Bible says that there were the hailstones that was coming out of the sky killed more of the uh, Gibeonites than the Israelites did. Those hailstones that was coming out of the sky killed more of them than the actual Israelites. You know what was happening? God was fighting for them. And, I, and they, they had to keep fighting, and they kept fighting, and it got to the point where Joshua looked up at the sun, and he spoke to the sun. He said, hey, sun, you stand still. Hey, moon, you do the same, because we're not done fighting yet. We're going to fight until we win, and that's what you got to do. You tell the sun, stand still. You tell the moon to stand still. God's going to honor that word that's coming out of your mouth, and it's, you just keep on fighting until you win, because that's what Joshua did. And, that's, and not only did Josh do that, but Joshua, not only did Joshua have to do that, but that's what we have to do as well, ladies and gentlemen. We fight until we win. It doesn't matter how many battles you lost. It's not about losing the battle. It's not about winning the battle. It's about winning the war. 
and God has equipped you with his armor. God has equipped you with his word. The Bible says that we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So we overcome the devil by the words of our mouth. We overcome the devil by speaking the word of God. We overcome the devil by calling those things which be not as though they were. We overcome the devil by praying in tongues. We overcome the devil by, by just constantly staying with it. So we have to master using our spiritual weapons. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down the strongholds. So you know what you got to do? You pray longer. You read longer. You meditate longer. You confess more. You do what you got to do until you win. But at the end of the day, you're going to win. Right now, it's the NBA playoffs. And you know what happens in these playoffs? You got the first round series, then you got the semifinals, and then you have the conference finals, and then you off, and then ultimately you have the NBA finals, and the winner of the NBA finals is the NBA champion. But you know what happens in those series? Sometimes the team might be down three to two in the first round, and then they win four to three. And then they might find themselves down three to one, and then they rather win four to three. And remember last year, I believe Golden State was up three one on Cleveland. Cleveland came back and won. And you know what? It looked like Cleveland was going down. It looked at it because I was talking junk just like everybody else was probably talking junk. I was just like, oh, man, Cleveland, they done blew it. They're down 3-1. But you know what? It didn't matter. They fought even though they were down 3-1. It wasn't. It didn't matter the fact that they had lost a couple of games. All they had to do was win four. And they realized that. They realized, okay, we lost a couple, but we're going to keep fighting. And I'm telling you guys, you may have lost a couple of battles, but you're going to win the war. Now, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. We're not moved by what we see. We're moved by what we believe, and we believe the word of God. So I just want to thank everybody so much for watching me tonight. We had to endure some technical difficulties, but praise God, we win. The third time was the charm, and so we just thank God. And so I appreciate everybody who watched me tonight. And uh, once again, you know, we're updating the website. So, if, you know, if you can get a chance to check out the website at least once a week, we're, we're endeavoring to get things moving and, and make things better. God is taking us from glory to glory. So we appreciate everybody's support. I want to thank everybody who has sold financially into the ministry. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you. Thank you so much for believing in the call of God on my life. And for anybody else who may be interested in sowing financially into the ministry, we would appreciate that. And you can do that by going to MatthewChapmanMinistries.org. And then we have more information about that. But either way, feel free to, to visit the website. Be blessed by what's on there. And I just want to tell everyone, tell everyone thanks again. Thank you so much for watching me. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll talk to you later on. All right. Bye-bye.